Hello, everyone. It's Andrew Duncan here, and I'm joined by my wonderful wife, Anna, to to share with you some tips for trying a plant-based diet. So uh, the idea of eating less meat is becoming more and more popular uh, all the time as more people realize the health, environmental, and ethical benefits of reducing their intake of animal products. It's also becoming easier all the time as more and more products become available and as more and more cafes and restaurants have vegetarian and vegan meals on their menu. But for anyone who hasn't started experimenting down this road yet, you know, we can certainly understand the reluctance. You know, before we made the switch away from meeting meat, I would consider myself, you know, to have been somewhat of a, a meatitarian. And and I used to look at at people who were plant based the way I look at marathon runners, thinking like, cool, good on you, but I could just never do that. That's not practical. So one thing I've definitely learned is that it's it's a whole lot easier than you think. Uh, but there are definitely some some lessons that we can pass on which will make your trial and transition a, a lot easier. So what we're going to do today is give you some tips that are going to increase your chances of success. And essentially keep in mind that any reduction in meat consumption is good for you and it's good for the planet. So we're not chasing perfection. This isn't about, you know, trying to convince you to go completely vegan. That's that's not the goal here. The goal is just to give you some tips and strategies to switch things up so you can eat a little bit less meat, which is only going to be a good thing. So tip number one is to try cutting out meat first. So when we started, I was a cheese and ice cream lover. There was no way I was giving up dairy. Sure enough, here we are three years later, dairy-free. But the first step was to just get rid of the meat. And the way to make that easiest was actually just to not have it in your fridge. Thankfully, when we decided to stop eating meat, I was meant to do the supermarket shop the next day. So we had run out. We were done. And it was the easiest part. If you see the meat there, that's what you'll create the meal around. So... Definitely just take the meat away. Eggs can come later. Fish even could come later. Just even starting off with red meat is quite an awesome way to start. But if you can just get rid of the meat first, it can seem a little less daunting. You don't have to tackle it all at one go. There's lots of stages on this journey too. Like You might set a rule like, hey, we're only going to eat red meat when we go out to a restaurant. You know, and literally that could be like a really easy way to implement this so that you, you just don't buy red meat and have it in the house, but maybe you eat it when you're out and about or if you're at, you know, Sunday family dinner or something along those lines. Um, a lot of people look at switching to a plant-based diet and think, well, I could never do that. I, I love cheese too much. But really, like, if you want to keep eating cheese, just keep eating cheese. You know, it, it's it's you don't have to. It's not a binary thing. It doesn't have to be you're completely in this one camp or you're completely in this other side. It's not all or nothing. Every bit contributes. So yeah, and do what you can, and and doing what you can is fantastic and and should be celebrated. So tip number two is to try and transform some of the meals that you already know. So it can be a little bit daunting taking on, even if this is a new diet, a fad diet you've tried or something, but going plant-based, you don't have to recreate your whole recipe repertoire um, overnight. So there's real easy ways by just swapping out one element to make it plant-based. 
So anything, simple meals like curries, tacos, lasagna, stir fries, pizzas, burgers, when you really think about it, if you just took out one element, they're predominantly plant-based anyway. So that's a real easy way to just switch it over and also maybe convince a few more of the other people in your household to come along on the journey with you. Kids might get a little bit scared if you just suddenly started making things completely new. So just changing it up a tiny bit or subtly could really help it be a bit more of a success. Yeah, I think the if you say, look, I've got to find a completely new world of recipes, then you're kind of potentially setting us up for, up for failure. Because mm. um, if you're anything like us, then most times when you try a new recipe for the first time, it doesn't always go very well. And if that happens to you day after day after day, it's just going to become an unenjoyable experience. Um, so we still use plenty of non-plant-based recipes in our house. For example, last night I made a recipe which was based off a butter chicken recipe. But instead of putting chicken in it, I um, put kumara and cauliflower in there instead. Uh, so you still got the same taste. You've still got all the same spices and flavorings. Uh, I also used a can of coconut milk rather than any cream or anything that you might find otherwise in a, in a butter chicken recipe. But anything with milk or cream, you can swap out for a coconut product. Any kind of meat you can swap out for any sort of vegetable you've got in the fridge or anything you, you feel like. Things like stir fries and pizza and burgers can be made really cool with uh, things like tofu or with roasted chickpeas on top. Um, things like a shepherd's pie, you could swap out the mince for a can of, of brown lentils. Um, lots of different options there and, uh, and have some fun with it. Um, just be creative about how you switch things up, but definitely don't try and reimagine every single thing that you do. A product that we should possibly recommend here that we've had huge success with is um, by a brand called The Cool Gardener. So they're in the frozen section of your supermarket. And they're normally about $7 a box and they are also gluten-free. But they have a range of kumara rosties and beetroot patties and cauliflower patties and... They've got a little bit of crumb on the outside, some of them, so they feel a bit naughty. Uh, they are completely plastic-free in the packaging. They just come in a nice cardboard box. Um, but really, really good option to have something quick and easy on the go. Uh, sometimes you don't have all the time in the world to make a meal from perfectly from scratch. So these are a really good option. That meant you had that fallback option or... or, or meal that you could have when you were just in a little bit more of a rush i think one more point i'd make on that topic is a lot of people when they try a plant-based uh, switch will end up eating a lot of beans all of a sudden a lot of recipes that you look at online contain a lot of lentils uh, and beans but um, beans are great and we eat a lot of them but if you're new to this, it can take a bit of adjusting. Uh, so if you chuck a whole lot of beans into your diet when you haven't eaten a lot of them before, it can, can make you feel pretty bloated. Uh, so just build that part up slowly. Uh, obviously, you're not going to have any issue with eating a lot more vegetables or anything, but but beans is one to just build into your diet slowly just so your body can can adjust to it. Tip number three is to make sure you eat enough. Um, one of the challenges I had with a plant-based diet before I got into it uh, was I had my, one of my older brothers was uh, was vegan, 
but I would eat with them sometimes and then feel like I wasn't full afterwards. And the mistake I was making was not eating enough. I've got a pretty healthy appetite. So if you looked at my meals, you'd say they look pretty sizable. Um, but when you're eating plant-based, you really got to make sure you, you eat enough to fuel your body through the day. I think that's been a, uh, something that we've really tried to have an emphasis on, especially with kids as well. You know, a lot of our meals will have um, have double carbs, you know, there'll be rice plus potatoes or kumara or pasta, uh, just making sure that everyone's got enough energy to, to get through. Your The amount of vegetables that you eat will really increase. So just up the ante, cook more than you think uh, and, and just make sure you eat till you feel full. Yeah, don't just take out the meat and then just carry on with the portion sizes that you would have had before, uh, you will need more of those items that you're still cooking with on your plate. So make sure you up them um, buying two broccolis or rather than the one, you know, so that you can you can make sure that you're 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 getting full enough. And slowly but surely, you will find the perfect plate size and serving size that's right for you. But it, don't be scared if it's a little bit bigger than what you would have had while you're eating meat. A couple of uh, little tips there that will also help. Uh, buying a rice cooker was a game changer for us. You'll find you probably eat quite a bit of rice when you switch to a more plant-based way of, of eating. And a rice cooker just makes it really easy to just chuck a cup of rice in there and have that cooked. And kids love it. Uh, and it cooks it perfectly every time. A good snacking option to have in the fridge is like a chia pudding made with coconut milk. Um, it's a really good snacking option full of energy that will keep you going and the kids love that one too. Tip number four is to make vegetables the champion of your meal and, and to cook with, with good fats as well. So we'll use a mix of you know olive oil and coconut oil and, and things like that. But really making sure you put effort into your vegetables um, when we ate meat uh it wasn't uncommon to you know steam some broccoli in the microwave and chuck that on the side of the plate to kind of tick that box and feel like okay we're eating something green whereas now we'll uh, put spices on it you know so we'll season that broccoli with paprika and oregano and salt and pepper and this thing called nutritional yeast um, and we'll roast that in the oven and it's a totally different experience than just eating some microwave boiled broccoli i can tell you oh it's a totally different vegetable it, yeah it's sensational <laughs> it's so much better than than it just steamed so try even try vegetables that you thought that you hadn't liked in the past because if you cook them really right and if you're focusing more on making them the the star of the meal then they do take on a totally new a new transformation of taste and there's the there's a vegan um, or plant based superfood called nutritional yeast, which uh, is really worth watching out for. You can buy it in supermarkets these days. Yes. Uh, it comes in a tall yellow container, and it's basically like a it's like a powder kind of thing. And you put it on vegetables, um, chickpeas, anything you want, and it gives it a real sort of savory kind of cheesy flavor. Um, it's full of protein and lots of B vitamins and it's got iron in it uh, and it's got fiber in it. Like it's, it's really is a superfood and it's a great thing to add to your meals just to add a little bit of that kind of umami kind of vibe, you know, like a, like a miso paste almost. Uh, So definitely recommend getting some of that in your, in your pantry. We use it with, with every single meal. Tip number five is to spend some of the money you'll save from not my meat on buying avocados. Uh, so 
avocados go in and out of season. The prices can fluctuate. You're sometimes paying three, four dollars or more for an avocado. One commitment we made was just to not so much worry about the price and just buy them because, because a you're saving a lot of money not buying not buying meat anyway. But they're really handy to have and in a plant based diet they just they go with everything. We so filling and just have those really good fats in them. Yeah, make you feel a bit more full. <laughs> Super healthy, yeah. Make you feel full, exactly. Uh, we use them every day. Yeah, and, you know, real. Side and they can go on toast and they can be in your sandwich and they can, yeah, but they're fantastic. Another they're great option. Out. Most kids really love avocados too. So give yourself that flexibility to, to buy those kind of foods, which might be sometimes a little bit more expensive than others, but you remember that you are saving money by, by not buying meat. And tip number six is you don't have to like soy milk and tofu for this to work. So people are shocked by the fact that we prob- we don't drink any soy milk and we probably have tofu maybe once every two weeks. It's potentially we had it a little bit more often when we started, but I'm just a little bit more as in by once a week. And we've never drunk in soy milk because, to be fair, none of us really like it, either the kids. So we always drink coconut milk or almond milk or oat milk. Uh, Oat milk's probably the closest to dairy um, if you want to try and disguise that taste. But I tell you what, go and try a coconut milk hot chocolate and you will never go back. It's decadently good. And yeah, you do not have to love tofu. We've found one fail-safe way of cooking tofu and that's to cover it in curry powder and put it in the oven, which people often think is odd, but neither of us were major tofu lovers, but we love it when it's done like this. So um, if you haven't had success with tofu in the past, Give it a try with a little bit of oil, a little bit of curry powder and cooking it in the oven or on a fry pan. But that's been definitely the best way for us to eat it. And even if you don't like that, do not give up because it's totally possible to still do this without soy. Tip number seven and our last tip, final tip, is to try and avoid using labels when you discuss this with other people around you. So if you tell anyone that you're trying a vegan diet, the questions will start pouring in straight away. You know, instantly you'll be getting peppered with, um, you know, hit up with questions like, do you still eat eggs? You know, are you still going to eat honey? Are you going to throw out all your leather shoes? You know, do you still eat oysters? And that can be really challenging when you're in this transitional space because you may not even know the answers to those questions yourself. And you don't need to yet. That's simply, you simply don't. It's not a case of, as we said earlier on, being a binary decision. You don't have to be in one camp or the other, but people will will ask you about it. So um, try and avoid using labels to start with. And because, you know, you kind of also, it can be a way of setting yourself up to fail if you commit to this, to being, say, a ve- following a vegan diet, and then you find that actually you want to keep having eggs as part of your diet, then you might feel like you're sort of failing at what you've committed to when that shouldn't be the case um, you know, every step you make in this direction is a, is a good thing so 
some other kind of phrases that you could use if people ask, you know, like maybe if you go to a, a restaurant with, with friends and you order the, the roast vegetable salad and they start asking you why, you could just say that, look, we're just experimenting with eating less meat to see how it goes. Uh, you could say we're just trialing a plant-based diet right now to see how it works for us. We're still figuring our way through it. Just basically more of a have a loose definition of what you're trying to do because then you'll avoid putting painting yourself into a corner or or just a situation where people try to find whatever part of this journey that you that you haven't considered you know like uh, people i i find it's crazy how many conversations i have with people about eating a plant-based diet and, and and you know the conversation always ends up being about oysters and mussels like oh, i don't know why i mean for me it's honey i'm it's like honey. how many times do you actually eat honey in a week i mean does it really matter if i do or don't eat honey it's not like you're talking about bananas or something which most people would probably consume on a regular you know yeah it's just honey, it's just honey. and all, all the other one is you know are you still going to wear your woolen clothing you know mm. things along that line which is just if you're just in the experimentation phase you really don't need to answer all those questions yet so that can seem really daunting having to give up everything that's in your house and even we still have items in our house that we bought pre-being plant-based that seems a waste to throw them out now but it's yeah it doesn't have to be Mm. all or nothing it's also quite frankly used as an excuse to not try some of these things that could be really good for your health um, by saying, well, if I went vegan, I'd have to throw out all my shoes and I'd have to throw out my woolen clothing and I, mm. you know, would have to just completely transform the way I eat. It's really not the case. Like, as we said with tip number one, you can just try seeing if you can, seeing how you go removing red meat uh, and just see how that works for you. See if you enjoy it, see if it's possible. Uh, if you do enjoy it, maybe you can move on to taking meat out of your diet in general. And then maybe you can try dairy and see how that goes for you. So this can definitely happen in stages and you can, um, stick to whatever stage suits you and, and suits your family. Yeah. Flexibility is the key. Don't try and be perfect. Perfection is the enemy of progress. Thanks everyone for tuning in and uh, we wish you all the best on your journey. If you've got any feedback or questions or a topic you'd like us to cover, please let us know. You can email andy at goodyoucando.com. And uh, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe. Uh, we will keep these sort of uh, these topics coming at you in future episodes uh, and look forward to sharing more tips and ideas with you.